This is Steve Perry, author of the Aliens Predator novels Earth Hive, Nightmare Asylum, Female War, Turnabout, and Prey. And you're listening to the AVP Galaxy Podcast. Right, welcome back to the second AVP Galaxy podcast. Um, Corporal Hicks here again. And with yeah, is Mikey. Mikey. Yep, there he is, right there in the background. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. Um, well, so yeah, second one. Um, I'd like to thank everybody that listened to the first one. Um, seemed to have gone over pretty well. Um, so that's always good. Sounds, uh, I think it sounded like it went better than we expected to. Yeah, especially considering... Uh, the you know how new to it all we are um, mm. you know we, which really makes it a challenge and I mean um, this time round we've um, got some guests in a bit um, which is you know another new for us um, next episode I've I've got a different format in mind which will be another new for us which I need to tell you about Mikey <laughs> yes please <laughs> um, so yeah thank you um, thanks to everybody and keep listening keep putting up with us and keep uh, keep offering suggestions, and um, we'll just roll with it and see how we see how we go. Um, I'd also like to throw in something else. Um, end of the last episode, um, I said that we'd stop game night um, for the 360, um, much to Mikey's dismay. Um, but that's now back up and running. He was lying. It wasn't a lie. It was um, a change of mind. So um, you you were there for the first new one, weren't you? I think I was, yeah. And it seems to have um, taken off pretty well again this time. Yep. Um, nice constant amount of people. Um, so let's keep that up. And that's um, that's Tuesday nights, um, eight eight p.m. GMT. I think we're plus one now at the moment. Mm. And that's on Xbox 360. And Please do try and have the maps. Um, they are fantastic. Uh, the map packs. They have some fantastic maps in there, and it always makes me cry when we get a good group full of people with the maps, and then one without. That's you sweeps, and that's you uncanny. So get it sorted. Um, right. So second episode. Um, we're aiming more at the collectibles um, theme today. Um, what? What's um, your most prized collectible you've got, Mikey? Oh, uh, I have almost all of the NECA figures, except for the recent um, Series 2 of Predators, I'd say. Um, I, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't in the money kind of situation when those came out, so I couldn't afford them. Um, but I have a lot of statues that I really like. Um, but they're all packed up at my parents' house right now, so I don't even have them. Um, I'm just kind of looking at what I have right now. Uh, I really only have NECA here right now, and I, I love those figures. I love how accurate they are, and uh, I feel like they're a really good representation of the of the creatures, and they, they do a really good job on them. So that's the original Alien and Aliens ones? As yeah, well. I actually have the, the 18-inch Alien. Yeah, he's sitting right next to me, basically. Never got around to getting that yet. It's, I've still it's got wonderful. it watched on eBay. Um, for me, collectible-wise, I'm not. It'd be hard to say. Um, I mean, I've I've got a few 
pieces of production used artwork that I quite like, but I'm not sure if that really counts as collectible. Yeah, it does. Fair enough then. So, uh, yeah, true, true. <laughs> um, I've got um, production used concept art from AVPR of a, uh, one of the Predalien designs, number 14. It's not actually that bad. I do quite like that one. Um, I did have a, a wolf mask. I wasn't keen on that one, and um, Mr. Wayland ended up buying that one off me. Um, I've got a series of um, storyboards from Alien 3 um, depicting the the scene where they try and capture capture the runner and it ends up going all up in flames um, which I got off eBay and the script slash complete storyboard um, of Resurrection um, again got that off eBay the uh, shipping ended up being more than the actual script in that one. Um, that was it. Tip, it did tipex the name out of the chap whose it was, but I ended up, you know, he held it up to the light. You could see his name. It ended up being one of the stunt coordinators or the stuntmen from the film was his copy. Um, so I say those would probably be my sort of favourite um, items I have. Um, so rather than focusing on sort of the more Expensive and extravagant stuff. We're actually going to be talking more along the um, the figure um, the figure range today. So you know that's, that's Kenner, that's McFarland, um, Necker, obviously. Um, so, um, Mikey, first yes. first figure you ever got? Oh, um. Uh, I think it was actually the the McFarlane two pack with the Predator and the Alien. The um, Movie for, Maniacs five one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say it was that, and I think I might have got the Runner at the same time. I could be wrong, but McFarlane was my first Alien or Predator a year of any type. For um, me, it was the Cannibal Alien. Um, Corny little figures they are, but you gotta love some of them. Um, did you ever? Did My you ever brother, get, that one. yeah. You got that one. My brother did, yeah. When I was when we were younger. You not got any of the kind of stuff then? I don't myself, and I don't. I will. I guess my brother has them, but I don't think he even keeps some kind of thing. So they're probably just in boxes somewhere at my parents' house as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I've, uh, I've only got a few myself. They're in um, my little cabinet next to me. Well, not not really little, but um. I've got probably the best one of the lot was the Scorpion, um, Scorpion Alien, which I quite like. And it's got a little button on the back, and you you press it, and it explodes into little bits. Um, the quite fond of the cloaked Predator. Um, it was a mail away thing. Um, I forget what you had to mail. It was probably like coupons from the from the packaging. Um, mm-hmm. I managed to snag him off eBay for about three pound, which uh, I'm not going to complain at. Um, I don't even know where my bull alien's gone. I can't see it. Oh, there it is. It's hidden behind the doors. Yeah, he's still in there, as well as a panther um, alien. They did have a lot of crazy ideas in there. Um, have you have you seen many of the? Yeah, know? yeah, I've seen them. Uh, I remember seeing them when I was little too at the store. They. Looking back at them, there's some definitely some crazy ones out there. You can tell they were doing it for cash too. So, 
the uh, queen face hugger that was bigger than any of the other figures. Yeah. Oh, what was the praying mantis one? It, it was just like any random animal they could think of. They'd just uh, slap up a version. But was, was Kenner before Alien 3? Were they... Um, I think so. So maybe they had the DNA reflex idea first. Or maybe not. No, it was Ridley's idea anyway, weren't it? That's fair uh, enough. Well, it says they were in 1992. So right around Alien 3. Yeah, fair enough. Um, But yeah, after... After Kenner, it was um, there was the Hasbro Alien Resurrection stuff, but I don't think it really took on big till probably around McFarlane. Yeah. Um, it was Movie Maniac Six was the all AVP one, weren't it? Um, right. Which was Runner and there was the Runner. Resurrection. There was two. There was a Resurrection Alien. There was two different Predators: one masked, one unmasked. Both from Predator Two, weren't there? Uh-huh, and then I think the Queen was part of that, too. Yes, that big, huge set. I brought that for one of my birthday. might be my 15th birthday, actually. Yeah, uh, I missed that one. It's at my parents' house, so it's too big to keep where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's uh, at the bottom of the cabinet, out of the way, because no, one of her arms has fallen off. One of her little arms has fallen off. That was always the problem with um, McFarlane stuff. It never... Particularly durable. I've got yeah, a. Um, they were got super poseable either. They were kind of stuck in one pose, and then if you tried to pose them, you broke them. I mean, uh, did you ever have any problems with like the joints being loose or anything? Oh like yeah, yeah. Um, it was more actually in the actual AVP series. So like the uh, Scar Predator and all those guys. Like I couldn't get any of them to stay standing. Um, I ended up buying little stands for their feet that didn't even fit in their feet, and they were made by McFarlane. Um, and um, eventually, like, I think on my Alien and Predator 2 pack from the first one, um, I think my Alien took a fall and he snapped in half. Um, but then I replaced him with the one that they just kind of repackaged for that other series, the Alien and Predator series that they came out with later. Yeah, the one with Aliens, Alien... Predator One. Yeah. Um, I forget if there was another one in there. They basically repackaged Predator Two with some skulls too. Did they? Yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah. That was the thing. I mean, some companies do it, but McFarlane kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, Neckershaw got through a few variants of um, the VPR line, didn't they? With yeah. um, what was it? Masked Wolf, Unmasked Wolf, Battle Damage, Masked Wolf, Battle Damage, Unmasked Wolf, uh, Mid Cloaking Wolf, Cloaking, um, Cloaking Wolf. Yeah. Um, I only ended up ever getting the first, the Masked Wolf, which I quite, I quite liked Necker's AVPR. Yeah, I did, I really liked him. Um, I got the, uh, Unmasked Wolf with the mouth closed, and he just looks awesome. And then I had, I have the Pred Alien with the mouth open, mm. and then the, the Warrior Alien. Now, I can't get him to stand up properly. He's a pain in the backside, the Warrior. I managed to get him to stand up, but I can't remember what I did. I don't have it here anymore. Right now, mine's um, almost at a 90-degree angle. <laughs> his, his head's not quite level with his hips, but he's getting there. Mm. 
even the newer stuff, I think, is a bit of a pain in the backside to um, to pose. My uh, my unmasked um, Berserker had a bit of trouble staying up to start with. Mm. But um, I don't think I had any problems with the new ones myself. But the the Predators. Yeah, I haven't really. Um, besides my unmasked um, classic having a missing a a knee pad, <laughs> um, he came like that. I didn't even notice it. Um, I mean, my, my Falconer, which was my first of the set, um, I think I posed him a little too much and he's gotten a little weaker because <laughs> I took a lot of pictures of him when he came, but, um, yeah, that's about it. I haven't really had any issues. Good. Uh, but then again, uh, they have started sorting out the troubles with Necro, haven't they? They've uh, moved to a different factory, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, with, I think they're re-releasing series one and two. Um, from the new factory with um, like new paint jobs and stuff. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll have a look at them, see see how they um, see how they look. As, as much as I like the unmasked berserker, um, he's very grey. Yeah. You know, you stand him next to the masked berserker, and it's like, is is that the same figure? It's like a zombie. <laughs> yeah, they're very pale. Needs to get out in the sun a bit more. Um, but yeah, if if they if they get them re-released with uh, better paint jobs, I'll probably consider picking some of them up. But I think Falconer was probably the best one of um, of Series 1. Yeah, I think I would agree on that too. Um, that was the first one I bought, and that was definitely my favourite one. Ended up um, texting our comic book guy, asking him to put me um, a Falcon, and I think I got the Berserker at the same time, um, aside for, for me. Ended up rushing down after work. Well, no, I probably left about ten minutes early, so I got there before it closed. I, mean, I, was, I was really impressed with them. I still am. Um, the one that I had the hardest time getting was the classic Unmasked. That one was just always out. I didn't realize it'd be so popular. It, it was yeah. probably the least popular at, um, at down down where I live, mm. and ended up going back a couple of days later. Was looking at him, picked him up, and walked. Out. Well, you know, paid, walked out. But there were plenty of him left. Mm. Um, but I, I haven't got around to picking up the the mask of one. Um, I'm, I might pick up the um, the Predator classic because um, they've just been a, a, they were at Toy Fair. Was it was it Jan or Feb? Um, not not too long ago. Uh, they showed off quite a few stuff. Um, you you saw the pictures, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what caught your eye the most? Uh, all of them. <laughs> Um, I'm, um, hoping that I get the closed mouth one-fourth figure, because he's just, uh, I mean, all three of them are awesome, but I can't afford 80 or 90 bucks or whatever, how much it is for each one. Um, but then Predator 2 looks awesome. Looks a lot better than the McFarlane ones, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It looks, it just looks like a mini version from the movie, basically. Jeez, I'm, I'm really impressed with how some of them are looking. I mean, I'm looking at the photo now, and it looks amazing. Yeah, um, I am too. It's very, very impressive. Although I'm not that really keen on um, on the elder greyback. The yeah, I, I really like it actually. Oh, it just, just seems like a grey. Well, as the name would imply, it just seems like a, a, a grey predator. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'll probably end up buying him, but I think it's. More I, the, I'm going to get that one whenever it comes out. The the predator two one's definitely a. Uh, a buy when that comes out. Yeah, I just don't know where I'm going to put all these things. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to invest in some new display cabinets, to be honest. 
Yeah. Um, my, my little area is getting pretty cramped. Well, I just moved into a place literally like a day ago, and it's very, very small, and I really don't have any room for any of my stuff right now. You're going to have to get wall, uh, wall shelves and start. Yeah, it's really not my place, though, so I really don't know if I should or not. Fair enough, then. I'll, I'll shut yeah. my mouth. No, I wish I could, though. Well, I think the the, the big thing that most people are going to be excited about the mo- at the moment, though, is um, Lost Predators. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be able to... I mean, Hot Toys did one, a two, a three, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I try not to keep track of the Hot Toys ones because they just depress me because I can't afford them. <laughs> well, no, that's that's exactly why I think people are going to be excited about the Necker ones because what was it? Probably about a, a fifth, a tenth the cost of uh, Hot Toys stuff, mm-hmm. and they're going to have all of them this time, aren't they? But, yeah, they, they said all of them. A little bit more accurate than I've seen on the Hot Toys ones. Hmm. Well, that's what you'd uh, expect with a fair bit of research. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, um, they posted pictures of um, they called it the boar predator and shaman. Yeah. Um, really like the um, the boar one. Yeah. Um, wasn't overly keen on shaman again. Just sort of a another grey predator. <laughs> <laughs> just think I don't like grey predators. But I think I think it's school. Why is that? Are you racist? No. no, no. Maybe I'm just greyest. Who knows? <laughs> um, but there's uh, um, the I'm drawing a blanket. The goat. But that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I think I think that's the one that everyone's pretty much looking forward to. And um, where's the what's the San Diego exclusive going to be? Is it is it goat with classic goat. body? Yeah, that's what it is. And it's going to be got with City Body in the actual series. I think so. Um, but like the last, uh, I ended up getting the cloaked one, and it cost me a fortune, probably mm-hmm. about thirty, forty quid to get it over. So I had to pre-order, and he'd have to spend that much on a uh, goat. But I really, really, really want him. His mask yeah. looks fantastic. I don't know if I'm going to get him or not. Really? You're not keen? Well, I will when the when the full release comes out, not the San Diego one. Alright. Not buy exclusives. I don't think I have any uh, con- like Comic Con exclusive ones or anything like that. That's fair enough. I mean, the, I think they did one for um, for the AVPR line as well. I think it was the mid cloaking one. Yeah. Which I, I was always considering him, but I never got around to it. Never got around to buying many of the AVPR ones. I would like yeah. to. Um, I think at the moment with the lost stuff coming out, it's just going to be buy as they release. Eventually, get to the other ones once I've uh, got my money back. Right. Um, um, so I think maybe it might be time to um, to talk to Neka. Yeah. Right, um, I'd like to welcome our special guest for the episode. It's Carl uh, Windricks and. Uh, you're a sculptor for the Predator figures um, from NECA, the previous ones and the upcoming ones, is that right? Yeah, yeah, basically, uh, I had a little bit of help on a couple of odds and ends, but 95%, 98%, um, I guess I could take credit for. <laughs> now, uh, it's not particularly your everyday job, a uh, figure sculptor. How did you, how did you get into the profession? 
Um, I was at a buddy's house watching a boxing event, and he had a Todd McFarlane figure on his TV, and I thought it looked cool. Um, I sent a portfolio to them and ended up getting a job around 1998. With McFarlane? Yeah. How how hard is it to create some of these sculptures when you've only got like some small video clips or even just some small photos off of kind of like the lost predators that are coming up? That stuff is very very hard because there's not much there's not very many things out there really to go by and we try to get it as authentic as possible and uh, you know it's a movie that a lot of people really like but a lot of people don't like and we've gone to extreme measures to get every detail accurate. So, you know, you just you keep digging around and then you get other people to help you uh, translate what you're seeing into a 3D sculpture. I feel really good that our figures are by far more accurate than anything that's out there. As a matter of fact, when I see high-end statues that are, you know, recreations of, uh, supposed to be of the, uh, the real thing, we could see where there was a lot of liberties taken. You know, you're talking 20 years and longer. So we basically use whatever we can to figure out what's out there and, you know, and then translate as best we can. So does a lot of research tend to go into, um, you know, uh, before the sculpture, you tend to do a lot of looking around, trying to find all the material that you can get? Well, yeah, with, with Predator, for example, it's one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite character uh, designs in movies. Uh, basically, I gathered up reference since 1987 when the movie came out. Uh, luckily, a buddy of ours uh, knew somebody that had gone to Stan Winston's studio back in the late 80s, and they had that prop of the Predator standing there, and we had really, really great photos of it. Um, so we were able to see most every bit of the detail and, you know, things that people haven't seen. And I don't, I don't know where that prop is now. The, the one that you usually see was another recreation of it, like where they had Predator 2's goblets and hands. And, uh, they actually had to recreate the backpack and the gun. And, uh, it's not accurate, you know, because they recreated it. Uh, the originals had been lost. So, we just gathered up references over the years, uh, got what we could. Um, a lot of the fans online would put photos up that they found. So, you know, we spent a lot of hours really looking at every detail that we could possible. Yeah, guys, I don't want to interrupt because this is primarily about Kyle, but just uh, if I could interject for a minute before Kyle ever began sculpting, um, along with the reference he gathered, I did a whole bunch of research over the period of a few weeks um, online, contacted some private collectors and fans as well to see what they had. And uh, in addition to that, aside from the movie and what little exists as far as the DVD supplements go, something we actually use more than you would imagine is that dance video. <laughs> I'm not... Not even kidding, as absurd as that thing is, just because of how much they're moving around, you can see or interpret a lot more of the details from that video than you can ever see in the on-screen appearance. So we watched that video constantly also, made screen grabs, tried to lighten up images. Um, we really spent a lot of time before anyone was ever even touching the clay to figure out 
you know, what was unique, what parts had to be sculpted from scratch, what parts could be reused. Um, of course, look at the other products that have been done by other manufacturers like Sideshow and Hot Toys and see what those guys did right and what they did wrong, um, you know, and then went from there. And uh, that was Randy, uh, Randy Falk, is it, by the way? Yes, that's correct. Randy Falk. Um, so how, how much sort of time are we talking at for the, the research period before we actually... Uh, I'd say hours and hours. Yeah, I would say it's probably the equivalent of two or three weeks worth of work, like full-time work that went into it. Between, if you talk about what I had gathered, what Kyle had gathered, um, and then some of the fans that we correspond with through email that we know are really, you know, passionate and into it, and the stuff we look at at like sites like Hunter's Lair and um, Sideshow Freaks. There's, a, you know, there's a lot of really good resources as far as the message boards goes. Um, but I would say we put in, it could be 80 to 100 hours of time before the sculpting begins. And even while the sculpting is going on, we're still doing that. Like These guys, uh, Kyle did the majority of this, but um, different armor pieces or some of the different loin uh, coverings and things, the belts, things that had to be added on for the various lost predators. Uh, some of the other guys here who helped with that stuff were always looking at our reference as well as studying the DVD or, or Blu-ray or the dance video, as, as silly as that may sound. It's, that was continuous. Like, we always, even yesterday was the day we actually finished painting the very last one, which is the, the green-colored Lost Predator. It's the last one we had to complete. Even still, up to the last minute, we were watching those videos, debating over certain color choices. Um, making sure that everything's accurate. So it's never, it's never even really done. It's done it's sculpted, molded, casted, assembled, and we're painting and then, and changing and repainting and, uh, you know, trying to make sure that it is absolutely as accurate as it ever could be. Alright, um, so how, how exactly does the process work? Um, Carl, you sculpt the prototype version, which would then get modified and modified until approval and then goes for mass production at the factories. Yeah, I mean, usually it just it starts out kind of as a, you know, trying to, I, I try to figure out pretty much what the actor's proportions are, and then just go from A to Z. We get a cast up in, in uh, we got a guy in Kansas City, and he'll cast it up, and then send the resins, and every now and then, if there's a mistake made, We'll go back and, and try to change it. You know, there's a tweak here and there. But sometimes the sculpture gets finished. You're so busy trying to finish it that you don't really have a chance to catch your breath. But you do. I would say that we've gone to extremes on these figures. Um, we always try to do it accurate, but this, I guess I'm a big fan, so I just kind of want it. One of the things to be almost like a recreation, like if you took the real thing and you shrunk it down, this is what you would get. How long of, on average would you say it takes for the figure to go from prototype to full production? Randy could probably answer that best. Um, on average, I would say six to eight months is usually our turnaround, which is extremely fast, especially compared to... Uh, you know, companies like a Hasbro or Mattel, where they're working 12, 15 to 18 months out sometimes. Um, in this case, with the Lost Predators, it's a little bit 
different being that, uh, you know, basically we did nine new Predators all at once, but we will not release nine figures at a time. Generally, we release three at a time, so it will take roughly a year, maybe a little more, between now and when all nine finally see release. Hopefully we'll have three out, like, end of summer, early fall, three more in the winter, and then the final three uh, late winter, early spring of 2012. Is that going to be um, including like the um, um, San Diego Comic Con um, variations, or are they going to be more sort of variations down the line? Like with uh, the there'll, there'll be a few more variations and exclusives in there. Those aren't included in that count, so that count of nine basically includes... Uh, Eight lost predators plus uh, predator two, the city hunter. I'm not including the elder in that count since he was already done from last year, and it's in our, uh, you know, our series three, which is the next uh, set that's shipping. Is there uh, any new design functions or functionality wise for the that the company is uh, going to be implementing on these new lost predators? Yeah, Kyle and I can both speak to that. I'll let Kyle talk to you about that a little bit. Um, because there's a lot of new articulation in Predator 2's body that wasn't in our classic Predator body. Uh, basically, since the uh, Predator 2 likes to, uh, the character swaps down a lot in the movie, we were hoping to be able to crunch his legs up. And also, I personally had a year to think about what I would like to have done different than the Predator 1 figure. And on the Predator 1 figure, we decided to go with uh, straight cuts through the crotch instead of a ball joint. And on this Predator 2 figure, we're hoping to uh, have a ball joint uh, similar to the latest uh, Hot Toys figures of their uh, the Predators figures that they did. I think they did a great job with the ball joint and the leg movement. So we're going to try to use that. But we went ahead, instead of just doing a ball joint single in the knee area, to get, if, if we're lucky, a 90-degree bend, we, we did the double, what is that called when you do a double articulation? Bar the double, the double knee joint? Yeah, we did the, so we're doing the double knee joint, and we're hoping that it will, uh, you know, you'll be able to move the legs around a lot more and make it more dynamic. And uh, plus the character design, the way the leather stuff hangs down on his legs, there's a lot of, it's going to hide a lot of the, the uh the ball joint itself, so it should look really good, and hopefully it will move really good. Um, everything else, like the head and the, uh, you know, the arms, we're pretty much following what we did on our Predator 1 figure. Um, you know, we'll see how it turns out. If it, if it works the way we're thinking, it's going to be really great. Sounds awesome. Uh, so, I mean, how much... Sort of feedback do you guys take from the community um, when when you're looking to do new figures and series? I understand you've changed um, factories um, from some of the comments from um, from your buyers. Uh, well, that that change doesn't come from the from them. It comes from us. Um, we always want the quality to be as good as it can be. It's a problem in manufacturing in China that everyone faces, and then especially. Um, at the price we sell our figures for. I mean, let's, let's be honest, you could buy 10 of our figures for one of the Hot Toys figures, so um, that's a pretty big difference in price. 
Um, we switched factories because they did a pretty good job with Series 1 of Predators, and then Series 2 was inconsistent, which was not good. Um, and they were making some other things at the same time. And there was dips in quality across the board. So um, it, that caused us to move everything uh, from one place to another. We're always using multiple vendors, though. We make so many different figures and so many licenses all year long if there's no way we could ever have all of our business at one place it's just not possible uh, but the the factory now where um reorders of predators one and two are shipping from as well as predators three um, and the quarter scale the big guy uh they're doing a, a very good job i'd say um far superior to what we had seen uh, previously but again we still have challenges we have our own employees over there in China constantly. I mean, we're, we're in uh, three months of this year are over, right? So that's 12 weeks. For eight of those 12 weeks, we've had our Studio New Jersey employees in China to try to keep the stuff at the level, uh, you know, that's acceptable that we want to see it at uh, for mass production. And it is not easy. That's, that's the biggest pain in the butt when it comes to doing this stuff is uh, the production and getting these factories to uh, to maintain the quality and put everything in there and not take shortcuts. Um, it, it's very difficult, and it's going to get more difficult because uh, the lost predators are very uh, complicated, and all decoration is very different between them. And I know uh, for us, it's going to be a manufacturing nightmare with China, but that's another reason why we only do three at a time. If we were doing six of them at a time, you know, I could just see the mixed parts and one having the other one's armor and the other one's colors or the other one's teeth, like all sorts of stupid things that happen, you know. So there's a reason for everything that we do. I, I personally think it's cool, too, that we're we're kind of going to stretch it, stretch it out because, you know, why release so many things at once? Why not have something to look forward to? I'm, I know when there's a product out there that you really want, it feels like forever, but the way time flies by, all of a sudden there's uh, this figure, and then it's like, okay, what next? And with these uh, Lost Predators, they're all really, really cool and different in their own way. I mean, we've got all of them standing there, and we all have fun debating, you know, which one's the coolest one, and I just sit there and shake my head and think about 20 years ago after seeing the movie how much I would have loved to have these figures. And, you know, 20 years later, here they are. And I, I sit there and think, wow, 20 years, where did it go? And it's just so much fun to look at these things. And the timing was right, too. If we would have done it two or three years ago, I don't think we would have ever done the figures as, as good as we're doing. Because back then we were doing a lot more statuary style. And, you know, we would think of what is the pose the character is in or should be in. What is the – when you think of Predator or Predator 2, what do you think when you think pose, you know? And, and I know there's different things you could be thinking about, but Predator 1, I mean, you know, he squats down, he throws his hands back, he throws his head in the air, and he, you know, yeah, comes walking at Arnold or at Predator 2 that squats up a lot or, you know, there's all these different things you can do. And, and the way we're doing the articulation now – um, it's just so much better than it used to be just from a few years back. Now we can kind of make him standing there in a cool pose, and then the fan can take it and do multiple uh, poses. And as a fan myself, these are what this is what I always wanted. So I just come in here every day and see these these uh, 
sculptures being painted up, and then I'm like everybody else looking forward to the toy, and uh, it, it's great. It does, you know, it, we're aware of when there is problems, you know, when joints are stuck and all that, and we're fans too, so we want we want our stuff to be to really be great. And um, like Randy said, it's it's a constant battle, and it always has been. It was the same thing back when we worked at McFarland. The factories would sit, send stuff over, and you just, you know, you never really know. It's it's uh, it's what it is. Especially, I think our stuff is very very affordable. I mean, for the for what you're getting, it's it's uh, you know, it's really it's. I think it's tough to get the figures out as good as they are. And hopefully, I, I mean, we got this this fort. Uh, what is this thing? 19 inch Predator here. I can't believe that the thing looks as awesome as it does. I mean, I'll sit there and look at it and shake my head, and it literally feels like almost a movie prop. Like, it's the thing shrunk down, and it, what is this, going to be $80 for this thing? Yeah, it's about $80 U.S. Uh, retail. Yeah, I mean, it is a, it's a bargain. It's just so very, it's, it's the figure I've been dreaming about for years, and to see it become a reality, mixed with all these new Predators from the Predator 2 film, I mean, it's, it's really, really great. Which is, of course, some of the first times these are actually coming out. Um, I mean, especially when they're being aimed at the, you know, the, the decent price range for your everyday collector. I mean, I certainly can't go out there and afford to buy Hot Toys. I mean, my name's always been on, it's always been on NECA stuff. It's always been back in the day on, on McFarlane stuff when they had AVP. And it's nice to finally see all these lost predators come out on such an affordable, uh, affordable range and in such good quality. Uh, I mean, is you both sound like fans. I mean, um, does does working on on these figures does it does it give you um, an excitement coming at it from the fan angle? I mean, you really sound enthusiastic about it. Well, I'm a big fan, and Randy's like, uh, the movie itself is <laughs> not his favorite thing. <laughs> but the Predators, we felt the same way about. Uh, AVP Requiem, you know, that the movie was just alright, but the the Predator itself was just so cool. And with Predator 2, I'm a big fan, and I went and saw the movie three times in, in the, the theater. And it's just so, the, the figures are cool. Even our guys here that don't like the movie, they can appreciate the fact that, you know, we did all of them. And every one of them are a good representation of what you barely saw in the movie. And that's part of the fun, too. When people buy these figures, they can kind of know, you know, hey, what was, uh, what did I really see? Well, look at the figure. This is, this is pretty, this is really dead on. And, um, you know, you could make a case. We kind of use the same body. Some of the guys were a little bit shorter. Some of them were skinnier. But I'm surprised that they all look as different as they do, considering that, they're based, you know, they're based off the Kevin Peter Hall build, but it, it works. They, the different paint deco, uh, the different armor, and once again, it's such a cool thing to see all these get made. And uh, we were just talking about the other day. I was surprised McFarland didn't think of it. You know, <laughs> they could use um, one body and kind of do all these different variations, and you got all these these different predators and the fans uh, I can remember back 20 years ago somebody said in one of the model kit magazines you can never do enough predator and alien model kits there's always going to be people that want to buy it 
So I feel the same way personally. Yeah, and we're definitely fans. Just to sort of give you my personal opinion, the only movie of the series that I genuinely really like is the original one. I think it's a great film. Um, the other ones, I like the creatures. I don't really like the movies. Um, but we still enjoy working on them, and it's really fun to see the stuff when it's done. And it's also really fun to compare it and see how, uh, you know, much better um, our versions are than others that have come before it. Right, uh, now, um, what about the of the figures that you guys have made, the uh, Alien or the Predator ones? Which would you say are probably your favourites, um, you know, uh, from your artistic point of view or from your fan point of view? Personally, I think the P1 and P2 are equal. Um, the P1 is by far my favorite because the alien figure, um, at the end of that, I got a little bit rushed, and I see things that I like to change. And not only that, since I did that figure, we have a new school style of the way we do our figures. That That one was kind of the old school, put him in a pose that he's meant to be in, and then articu- you can articulate it. If I had to do over again, I would have made it more standing, uh, and then the fan can put it however they want. And not only that, that character is really not that dynamic. He's more of a creepy, you know, rise from the squat, stand up and intimidate and go after the victim. Um, the Predator, the P1, it, to me, is probably the best, although... Uh, the Predator 2, I, I, I personally like Predator 1's design the best, and my second favorite is Predator 2. As sculptures, Predator 2 is every bit as good as Predator 1 as far as uh, the sculpting, the detail, you know, that type of thing. But if I had to pick one, I would go with Predator 1. And not only that, um, I did a couple of small improvements on the 19-inch figure, so I can really look at it now and say, is there anything I would change? And I really don't see anything that I I would uh, change on it. Alien, I would change a few things. It's still great. It's still, I feel good about the figure, but it's it's not it's not as good, I feel, as the Predator. And as far as designs go, I've always viewed both characters equal. I love both. But... I think I'm leaning more towards the Predator. I just think he's the ultimate action figure. He's a, you know, uh, just the way the character is. He's a, a fighter. He's a, a proud hunter. And he just makes for a great action figure. And the way we've done the articulation, things like that, um, I'm very happily, happy with the way it came out. What about you, Randy? Any particular ones that you like? I mean, for me, I definitely go back to the classic on either Alien or Predator, because the originals are always the best. Um, and, of course, the original film is the one I like the most. So classic Predator and that classic mask or unmasked is, is fantastic. So if I pick one favorite, it would be him. Um, one thing that we've all in the studio been debating as we finish all of these Lost is everyone sort of has had to pick their top three and... Everyone has uh, some that are unanimous and in common and a couple differences, but that's one thing that is kind of fun as we finish each one and we have this one area in the studio where they're all standing together. Um, we all kind of debate and argue over our favorites and mm. 
um, have all sorts of little jokes and uh, comments for one another about why our picks are better than their picks and so on. But um, the shaman is definitely a standout. I think just about everyone here has included the shaman from the lost as one of their three favorites of the, of the new ones. Um, I mean, they're all cool. It's, it's hard to really pick a favorite, but there are a few that stand out for me and the lost. It's the shaman, the lost predator and the warrior predator. I really like the uh, different coloration on those and how, uh, how much different they are than the whole rest of the lost tribe or lost clan of predators. Um, but again, my, my all time favorite is probably classic predator and my all time favorite mask would be that, that Gort slash guardian mask, I think is the coolest predator mask that they ever made. I, I would agree on that. And, uh, as, as iconic and, uh, excellent as the original mask is, the one that they didn't use really is so interesting and with the different details and all that, it's just, it's really fun to see it, you know, get put on our figures. And, uh, it's just, it's just so cool. I can't tell you how cool it is for me to come in here. And see all these things get done. I mean, I work in Oklahoma part of the time, and I'm not out here. So when I come out here, I get to see the stuff getting finished. Randy will send me pictures of the, the progress of it. But then actually getting out here and seeing it. And our painters, you know, they go, they really try to please all the different sculptors that work on it and, and make it right. Because they know that we're sitting there studying reference, uh, debating it, and... um you know, it's, I can kind of see why other people kind of have decided, well, let's just fill in the gaps here because it does take a lot of work. If you want to make it something accurate, especially a movie that is as old as it is, it's, uh, you got to do your homework on it. Okay. So I think I've got one last question here. What, um, is there any new figures that we don't know about yet that you guys can't really, or I, I can't, can't guess the, you can't say that you can't tell us, but is there anything that you can hint at or, can we see more alien figures in the future? Because, like, some of us, like, I, I'm looking forward to a dog alien from Alien 3, if you guys got that coming, or if there's anything else that you can kind of hint at, maybe. Um, I mean, we'd sure like to get back to Alien. I can tell you there's definitely nothing this year, maybe next year. Um, the Predators project has taken a while. <laughs> it's taken longer than we planned. Um, again, it will cover us for about a year, but we have a lot of other um, licenses and responsibilities for current intellectual property, like video games and, and current movies that we have to uh, deliver toys, you know, in advance of or on time with the movie or game release. So that kind of stuff always takes a priority. And then we fit in all of the classic and retro properties where we can. Um, aside from the Predators project, we have some Freddies coming out this year from Nightmare on Elm Street. We had been wanting to do those for over two years. It took us that long to get the time and spot in our schedule to make those happen. So that, that is one of the challenges. Uh, we would like to do more aliens, um, but it, it just will not happen for 2011, maybe in 12. Um, as far as Predator goes, I mean, it, it's a given that, yes, we're doing all of the Lost. So, you know, that's nine figures right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be the San Diego exclusive that we've shown some information and some teasers about. Um, and there'll probably be a couple other exclusives uh, leaning towards holiday season of uh, of this year, you know, like Christmas time, uh, maybe uh, possibly a multi-pack. 
Uh, sorry about that, guys. A um, bit of technical issues there, but I reckon that about wraps it up. Um, I thank Randy and Carl for taking the time to come talk to us. Um, really appreciate it. And um, I mean, is there any last thing you'd like to say before we uh, crack off? Uh, for me, man, I just you know thank you guys for the interest and the support and what we do. Because if it wasn't for fans like yourselves and and the site that you guys uh, you know work on or run, um, you know there wouldn't be people buying the stuff that we make. We're lucky to come here and, and do what we do every day. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So we appreciate all the interest and support you guys show us. I would agree. I like to go on the sites and kind of linger around and you know be like a fan and try to separate from actually being part of the creative process of it. So I enjoy it, just like uh, anyone else that's a fan that wants to buy the figures. It's uh, it's really cool. And thanks a lot. We enjoyed this. Right, well, thanks again, guys. And, uh, thanks, guys. Good luck with the figures. Thank you very much. Thanks. You guys take care. Right, you too. Right, so uh, that was... Um, Randy and Carl uh, from NECA, thanks to the guys. Um, I understand Randy's the PR guy and obviously NECA's, um, not NECA, Kyle's the um, sculptor. Yeah, thanks guys. Uh, sorry about the noise we had in the background there too uh, for the listeners. Uh, obviously we can't control everything that's going on. All right, so this was our second one. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, if you have any suggestions on what we can do better, please let us know because we're still learning. Yeah, which is uh, getting to be a fun experience. Um, but, you know, there's more time, plenty of time for us to go through. Once we get to the 100th and something, I'm sure we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll have it podcast. back. Hmm? I said our millionth podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe then cloning worries will be out. I can't even imagine doing a million. <laughs> so, again, thanks, guys. And um, we'll Thank see you in a, um, see in a month.